Welcome in, welcome in, welcome once again to the newest edition of Three In, Three Out, the most unique Seahawks recap show in the multiverse. I'm your host, Clinton Bonner. Coming out and find me on Twitter at Clinton Bon. I am joined by the one, the only, the great Brandon Shelton. Find him out on Twitter at Seahawkers Pod. Brandon, we are here after a 27 to 23. I call it a we didn't quite roll the lambs. But we did kind of troll the Lambs and the Rams a little bit. We kind of trolled them a little bit. Well, DK did some trolling. Let's be fair, right? Okay, yeah. So uh, we are- I'm, I'm trying to figure out in which aspect they were trolled. But yeah, probably DK would be the majority of that. DK did the trolling. We Gino did the rolling. That's that's for darn sure. And on three and three out, we're we're not even going to talk about these big players. Not that much, at least. Maybe they'll come up a little here and there. We got some other pockets, some poly pockets we could talk about. But no, 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 we're not Pollyannas on three and three out. It's the nooks, the crannies, the Sobrian, the raging yang. We do it all. And this show is really for the fanatics who want to dive a little bit deeper into the micro moments and the, the little things and nuances that made the game what it was on the good and bad side of the ledger. We want to remind folks too out there, Brandon, why don't you take this one away? I'm going to get a sip. I came in hot. Tell folks how they could do, you know, get get with us and hang out on YouTube and do all the things live with us because we're doing a lot nowadays. Man. All the things. I, I guess I need to to all recognize things. all of the things. Yes, if you want to get uh, in the flock for one, you can go to getintheflock.com. One of those things, three bucks a month and above, gets you into our Discord group where later on in the show we're going to be reading the ins and outs from our members of the flock. And of course, you know, you can always participate out on Twitter. Follow at Clinton Bond. You can follow me at Seahawkers Pod. But you mostly want to be following Clinton. So you can tweet at him with the hashtag 3I3O. And that way you can be read later on the show as well. And yes, if you're here live, I know we've got almost a dozen folks. Uh, make sure you hit the like button. And if you're here for the first time, subscribe. And yes, you can even join right here on YouTube and help support the show that way. Did I cover it all? I think I almost did. That's a that's that's a the whole, the whole all, all, a four bagger as they say a four bagger. Me being a Mets fan, I've got the lows of seeing Jacob Degrom walk out the door, but I've got the highs of Justin Verlander walking through that door. So Uncle mm. Stevie's op- opened the pocketbooks. I've got my hot stove baseball going, but we're not talking Mets baseball. Not not on this one. We're talking Seattle Seahawks victory. It is a. It was. I mean, hey. It wasn't all great, and that's why the show exists, but it was a W. It was a road W. And Brandon, before we get into it a little bit, there's a couple of things that I did want to just say. Number one, our running game, back on the rewatch, the running game wasn't all that bad. It wasn't all that bad. It was, I think, actually kind of overblown to the negative that we couldn't run the ball at all. Um, you know, maybe we'll touch on some oh, of that okay. later. No, we, we could. It's not that we couldn't run the ball. It's that we didn't run the ball. We didn't run often. And when we ran, it wasn't like, it wasn't like the Bucks and it wasn't like the, the Raiders game. It was better. It was, and now again, I know they're hurting all that jazz. That's all good. And which Number aspect two, of the running game are you talking about? Are you referring specifically to the guys carrying the football? <laughs> oh, oh, no, no. I'm not talking about defensive running game. No, no, no. I'm talking about running the football on offense. I'm just and, saying with the, the offensive line and the run blocking, also not great. It wasn't terrible. Like when I left yesterday's game and the instant reaction and in my brain, I was like, wow, we couldn't run the ball at all. Actually, it wasn't 
horrible. So I just, I just want to kind of go back to the positive that it wasn't as bad as I thought it was upon first blush. Uh, it wasn't terrible. It was just really bad. <laughs> it was, it was kind of stinky, uh, not stinky. Nuosu, darn, darn good. Just not oh, yeah. going to really, I'm not going to talk about him, but just stood out that much more to get his ninth, you know, eighth and ninth sack. The last thing I want to say is that, you know, despite the injuries, the NFL, especially in, in these, like these specialized positions, it's full of talent. It is full of talent. You got dudes. Yeah. The Rams are hurt and they got guys like, you know, uh, Tutu Atwell and Powell making plays looking fast. Like it's like, yeah, no dudes are hurt, but still recognizing that the talent level and the guys behind them, it's still friggin', it's still pretty legit. I, I didn't it's, know Powell was Debo Samuel reincarnate until this game. Right. So all that of a was, sudden, that was new to me. Yeah. All of a sudden he's a Debo. Yeah. That's exactly right. So, so there's, there's just talent in the NFL, which, on the rewatch, I'm like, it's important to kind of recognize that we could we could get sullen in a win or a loss about we should have beat this team by that much. We should have beat this team by 15 by by 17. It's a win. It's a freaking road win in a it's must. Hard. It's win real hard situation. to win in the NFL, uh, Clinton. It's real real hard to win in the NFL. <laughs> yeah, I've heard that once or twice, right? So there's a couple other things, Brand, that I've heard once or twice. The one thing that's coming to mind, but not really sticking for me, is that we don't really believe in a lot of rules on three in, three out, but we do have one. We do have one big rule, but you know me. I've, I have selective amnesia, and here I go again on my own. I've forgotten the one rule. So, Brandon, take me home tonight. Please tell the listeners, what is our one rule on three in, three out? I knew you were going to forget this rule because, for one, it's been a long time. Mm. Um, you got to go back before the bye week, before the Tampa game. Way too it's, long. It's just, it's way too long to have to remember rules for this show because there's so few that just doesn't stick in your mind. But when we win, Clinton, we start with an N. That's the rule. We start with an in. We start with an in on three and three out. So we're going to get through them all. So why don't we hit that beautiful little whammy and start this thing the proper way on a victory Monday with an in. All right, we do get to start with an in. And I'm happy about that, Brent, that it brings it's so much more fun. Not only not only is winning better than losing because it is. Uh, and with that, Starting with an in is a heck of a lot better than starting with an out on three and three out. And we all know why. All right. So here we go. You all know. Well, if you don't, if it's your first time through, then welcome. We like to wet the canvas a la Bob Ross style, applying the liquid white so the other oils stick and pop out. So we're going to wet the canvas for you here. Quarter one, 930 to go. It is seven nothing Rams first in 15. And we're at the Rams 20 yard line. Okay. So Rams are up seven nothing. By the way, we should never defer the friggin' football. We're not good enough to do that. We should take the football. Anyway, Gino is sitting in shotgun, canines in the backfield, and you got Lockett in the orbit motion. Remember the orbit motion? Ooh, the from, orbit uh, couple, motion, couple, yes. A couple of weeks back, we talked about DJ Dallas, and then Top Billen was like, oh, that's an orbit motion. So look at me. I'm a little learned. So Lockett goes uh, left to right on the screen in the orbit motion, right? And Upon the snap, Fant comes across the line, and he's and, and the whole rest of the line blocks left, and 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 Fant's cutting across. Okay, so far so good. So on this particular play, this is nice, man. You got you got Abe Lucas who's doubling his guy with Jackson, and then at the you know he just he gets enough foot push. That guy is washed down the river. It's lovely, and then Abe Lucas does what that athletic right tackle does. 
gets to the second level, hooks around Bobby Wagner. Wagner has nowhere to go, seals him off, and the seas part. This is the first run of the game. This is the Kenneth Walker 30 yards run. Unbelievable blocking throughout the entire line, but also Lucas. Lucas gets the in on this play because all we saw and heard, and rightfully so, was what Bobby Wagner did to destroy this game. Well, you know what? What I want to do, Brandon, is point out one where he got owned by a rookie tackle, getting to the second level, blowing open a big freaking hole, and you know Kenneth Walker the third goes for thirty yards without really being touched because Abe Lucas did the thing. Abe gets the first in, and it's against Bobby. It's against Bobby. The thing with this game and the way that Bobby Wagner played, you had to go all the way back to the very first Seahawks offensive play because, well, technically, I guess the first play was a a, a false start uh, by cross. But this was the actual first play that they got to run. And this was, uh, yeah, the the one play that we actually got Bobby Wagner. And uh, yeah, so congratulations, Abe Lucas, getting the in. Also, maybe the best blocked play by the offensive line in the run game all day long. So that's our first play from scrimmage right beside the, the cross of Fetty play. Um, and at that point, you know, we're down seven nothing already, right? He goes for 30 on the first play. What, what do you like as he's scampering out of bounds without getting touched? What are some of like the immediate thoughts going through your head about like, just, you know, what do you think is going to happen in the next 59, no, 56 minutes? Oh, yeah. You're thinking that this is going to be a huge Ken Walker day. And I felt like we were robbed of that a little bit with the injury. And hopefully he's going to be better soon. Yeah, hopefully. I, I'm with you. I'm sitting there going, oh, my gosh, he's going off. Like, you know, this is the 153 touchdown game. It's happening. Uh, well, without look, the- Aaron Donald in the middle of the line, it just it seemed like that was the the play, right? You, you yeah. didn't want to have to worry about Ramsey or the or the defensive backs for the Rams. Just pound the rock up the middle. And really, they had some success when they ran up the middle throughout the day. So I, yeah. it wasn't all bad. Not like the run defense, as Corey says. Yeah, well, Corey, Corey's correct. He says on screen here on YouTube, the running game wasn't as bad as the, as the run defense. And uh, boy, oh boy, Corey's got it right. I do want to point out a small double dip before we get to our first out here on the same drive on third and seven. Now at the 36 yard line, mm. uh, DJ Dallas makes a beautiful chip coming across on Leonard Floyd. And I point out that play because that's when Lockett sneaks out and Gino puts a ball over Bobby Wagner's head, who didn't get deep enough. He didn't get deep enough. We got him twice. We got got Bobby twice. twice. In the same, in the opening drive, Bobby got got twice. And I'm not, you know, hey, listen, Bobby, he had a a good game. Tip the cap. um, Like we talked about. I mean, that's why it's fun to have to to point out some of these plays, because he did have such a big day, really, that, yeah, yeah, you got to go back to the first drive and, and point out to where, yeah, maybe we got him a little bit. We did get him a little bit. We got got him two times, but Lucas gets the first in. Okay, that's the first in, Brandon. We got some other things to get to that weren't so hot, but that's what three and three outs all about. So let's uh let's get on over to out number one, please. You know, I do like though how coming out of this game, I, I felt like there were so many good vibes between the team and Bobby, and you know, we even saw some of the social media stuff coming out of this. That I I, I like to see that. It wasn't, there was no, no hate. There was lots of love. Got to love like the, 
call it, call it what you will, kind of the, 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 the cockfight between uh, DK and Bobby when they go to shake hands and they really, really push each other really hard. And then it's like, are they about to hit? And then it's like, no, no, no. Then, then the love comes out, but they're just kind of hitting each other. Like, you know, I'm the alpha. He goes, I don't know. You know, I'm kind of the alpha. So they both uh, strutted their stuff a little bit, if you will, pushing each other, but, but in a way that, that bros will push each other, especially when we're talking about alpha bros like this, who are elite level athletes, but it was cool. It was cool to see. I heard, you know, her Bobby was in the locker room and, you know, it, it just, just good vibes. And obviously the relationship with coach Carol and Bobby is legitimate and carries over. We talk about it actually quite a bit. Culture matters. Pete Carroll for uh, for coach of the year, because he's a culture dude and we're seven and five. Okay. We're not seven and five because of some of this run defense. Uh, we, we've heard about it already in, in this and, and we ain't wrong. It's glaring and it has to, has to be called out. One of these in particular, really, really, I, I don't know what's happening on some of these plays and, you know, not being an X's and O's guy per se, but being able to go back and watch me like, well, why wasn't that guy remotely there? Like, it seems like he should have been there and he ain't. This is one of those examples. So it's Q1, about 133 to go in the game. It's 10-7 Rams at this point, Brandon. And the Rams have the ball on their own 15-yard line. It's a second and nine play. Okay. I think it's Atwell. It might be Atwell. It might be, um, it, it may have been, who did you mention earlier? Might have been Powell. But one of the smaller receivers is going motion right to left. And, and Wolford's under center. Cool. He snaps it. Nuosu just tries to get upfield, like he just tries to get get around the corner, which he's playing edge totally fine. He, he's like you know trying to go at the quarterback, but it's a handoff. All good. So there's innately a big hole there, which is not necessarily the worst thing in the world. Nice big gaping hole. But if you watch this thing on the on the replay, um, Brooks on the snap literally jumps inside. It's like it's like the Rocky Horror, you know, picture show there. I mean, like he, he takes three steps to the right, man, on on the hike, and so much so he is going so far right that he almost crashes into Barton, who, to to his credit, read the play correctly. It's a handoff, and he is and and Brooks is taking himself out of the play. I don't know why. So much so that the it's the right guard. His name's Shelton, number sixty five. Doesn't even have to move to block to block Brooks. He literally goes upfield like half a yard, gigantic hole, Brandon. And in this case, I think it was Acres scoots through. It's a huge play, and it was just like it was emblematic of just running uh, run defense woes and going like, what what are we what is he seeing on that particular play? So give it up to Brooks. Brooks had some nice plays later, Brandon, but that was to me was like ooh. That's a bad moment, man. And um, and it, it's we had a lot of those again with the run game, and this one was just a really good example of it. Unfortunately, yeah. On this particular play, it it seemed like it was off from the jump, just in terms of Nuosu maybe expecting a pass because he was mm-hmm. lined up in that that wide nine yep. type spot, like really far off of the tackle on that left side, and so you would expect that if it were a run play, that maybe the linebackers would shift over. You know, they would take, they would jump to the left right. before taking the step to the right. <laughs> I, 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 uh, if we're, if we're doing the Rocky Horror lyrics, Correct. Um, it's, it's a little bit, I don't know when it comes to Pete talking about fits in the run game, if this is the type of situation that he's referring to, if they need to maybe play, you know, more conservatively as if it were a run play. And then you have 
Nuosu lining up more, uh, you know, off the shoulder of the tackle. And then that way he can drive him back a little bit while still setting the edge, but making that hole, that, that gap there between the tackle and the guard a whole lot smaller. Because it seems like when we've seen so many of these big run plays, it's because the, uh, the, the edge rusher is lining up so far outside. It creates just a, a huge hole that you could drive a car through and even cam Akers can manage to not get touched. Yeah. Even and good. so, yeah, to, to list her on Facebook, Facebook doesn't feel like the run defense is a nook or a cranny, but when you talk about the alignment and the way the defense is approaching these, especially on second and nine, mm-hmm. I, I, I would like to see that maybe tightened up a little bit. And, and again, against a team where you know that it's primarily going to be a running type day. Yes. We saw uh Wolford instead of, Perkins, but still, it's not like you have that much to worry about in the passing game with Wofford. Yeah, not not too much. I mean, they did, but your point is is really really well made that it is second and nine, and Nuosu clearly looks like he's just going to blitz the quarterback. That's that's you know, he they think it's that's okay. You could guess pass, right? That's fine. Um, mm-hmm. With that, like you said, though, the C's parted. It's like, well, wouldn't the linebacker shade this way? Like if, if they're, if they're knowing, Hey, we're going to, we're going to run this as if it's a, a pass fit. So it was just a little vexing uh, to the Facebook user. We don't know who you are. Cause it just comes in as Facebook user, unless Brandon knows. I hear you that run defense, uh, you know, nary a nook or a cranny, but it was the the moment of Brooks jumping inside. We're going, what, what are you reading, dude? By the way, you know who makes that tackle about 11 yards, 12 yards downfield? Uh, I think it was a combined tackle with uh, Jackson and Cody Barton. It's, yeah, it's mainly Cody Barton. It, Jackson would have been there for sure, but it's Cody Barton. Cody Barton read that. I'm not a uh, Cody Barton truther so much, but I do like to point out areas where people, I think, dump on him. And I don't, and I don't think it's, I don't think it's totally right. Uh, right. This, that was not his side to in his responsibility at that point. Yeah, he was a lot closer to it than Brooks was on that play, which is, which is saying something because he's on the right-hand side there. Hey, uh, Brooks did, I'm not going to turning it out into an in a little bit um, yeah. without giving away any other stuff. Brooks did have some other nice moments. He filled some other gaps. He obviously disrupted the game. He played, he had a pretty, actually a pretty okay game when it was all said and done. With that, um, this one bugged me. This one bugged me. And it was early still where it's like, are we going to show up at all today? Are we going to stop the run at all? Because um, we still got some teams to play this year that can run the ball even better than, than these Rams did. So that's the first out. Right, we got more, Brandon. We got, we got four more to go, four more years. Let's get to that next in What Do You Say? I say it by hitting the button. Look at that. You just make the little thingy. Oh, by the way, there was some, I don't know who it was. There was somebody out on YouTube and, and whatever, all comments are nice. Like bring the comments are good for the algorithm. So bring, bring the comments. Good. Well, you got to hit the button every time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So good, good, bad or ugly comments. Somebody on uh, YouTube was like, Oh, why do you got to hit? Yeah, do you, why do you got to play the, hit that button every time between the ins and outs? And I'm just like, I don't know. I don't think we answered in particular, but it's like, well, it's our show. We're going to hit, hit the friggin' button if we want to hit the friggin' button. It's the whammy, you know, listen or don't. How, what can I tell you? Um, so- How else are you going to know when we've transitioned from an in or an out, especially when we layer multiple ins, we turn ins to outs and outs to ins. It's it's the only way to make it make sense for us. It's the mental Zamboni that I think we all need. All listeners need the mental Zamboni, and it is what it is. So, uh, you know, thank you for the comments, and you can kick rocks. All right. So it is now <laughs> quarter two, 9.05 to go. It is 14.10. Seattle is winning. Uh, we are on the Rams. The Rams are on their own 
30 and it's third and five. So Rams ball, third and five. Wolford's in shotgun. We got Rams with trips left and Van Jefferson ISO right. This is a three-step drop, three-step drop by Wolford. He locks in on Van Jefferson. And the in was specifically for seeing Trey Brown just do his thing out there. I don't care that he, he gets the flag. He, he arrives a tiny bit early. So what? So what? It's the anticipation. If you go rewatch that particular play, Wolford is just about to get to his, his back foot and Brown is breaking on him. He's like, okay, I got ISO over here. The guy's going to the sticks. Brown is there to disrupt a third down play. He wasn't about to give it away. And we've seen not just this year, but the Trey Flowers years and all these other times where we just give so much freaking cushion on these third and five, go to the stick, turnaround stuff. I love what I saw from Trey Brown. It's okay that he was a little bit early because next time he won't be. So even on the PI flag, seeing number 22 back out there, he's getting an in for me, probably the first time ever that a dude drew a penalty and gets the in on three and three out. Yeah, well, while we're at it, why don't we give an in to Tony Jones for a catch that he made while going to the ground and being down on the ground before giving it up to Bobby Wagner? We can uh, give away all kinds of ins for for penalties. But I, I do actually approve of this because I would say 40% of the time that that's not a penalty mm. with, with that bang, bang play with Trey Brown. Yes, he did get there early. early. Yep. But generally, it's it's so close that sometimes officials are going to let that go. Yeah, that's that is that is also true. Uh, and, um, you know, it's just sometimes you, sometimes you got to hit a dude and, and you, you're a little early and that's okay. Uh, because what it will do is hopefully shut that down next time. All you got to do is sometimes like make a quarterback. Now, you know, it's going to be, it's going to be hard to make a quarterback like Mahomes nervous to throw that again. It's eh, probably not going to happen. Um, or, or he just, you know, he'll, he'll scramble and, and get it a different way. But a dude like Wolford, you put it on tape, you put it in his face that, no, I'm not giving you that. You're not just getting a, a, the soft third and five cushion. You got to work a little harder. You got to try something else. So I don't know. You got to go try the other side of the field. And we saw how that played out. So maybe the yellow flag hits the ground, but I think it has a bigger impact than just that moment. So I am hopeful that Facebook user approves that this is a nook and a cranny to make up for my, my ways. Well, that's one of our members of the Ring of Honor if they're coming in as a Facebook user. So Correct. they they know you well, you know them oh, I well. I probably love them. And yes. it's it's all all in good fun. Oh, so I, I I would agree with you in the sense that it it gives them something else to think about, but I think the person that's going to be thinking about it the most is the receiver, uh not so much the quarterback because they have to worry about, hey, when I catch this, mm-hmm. am I going to be getting a shoulder to the back as soon as I'm getting this football? And that could result in maybe a drop later on. Yeah. Or like a really bad injury. Be like, hey, look, Marquis Goodwin, he, he catches hospital, which he tries for hospital balls on the regular. So we, he, he's got some uh, gumption to him, which is which is quite good. Why don't you take that away from Jeremy on the screen there, Brandon? Yeah, Jeremy says, I still have hope for Brown to lock up that other corner spot. Not a bad knockoff the rust game. And yeah, we're, we got to see more snaps. It was, let's see, in terms of snap counts, for this particular game between Brown and uh, and Michael Jackson. Just taking a look here, 15 snaps. So 23% of the snaps went to Brown and 49 snaps, 77% went to Jackson. So uh, probably two or three series. I know one of those series was relatively short. So we, we got to see him 
make a couple plays out there and got to see him on special teams uh, at least once. And yeah, it's it's good for Brown to at least have some of that competition. Shoot, we've been seeing that competition go at the right guard spot between Gabe Jackson and uh, beefy boy Phil Haynes now for several games, I feel like. Yeah, so, something's happening with that. With that. <laughs> something's happening there with that one, Brandon. Back to the the woes of that offensive line. All right, good stuff, though. And I love the, love the live contributions. All right, we got the next out to get to because we're going to go. We're going to go right to the offensive line on this one because it's a little woeful. It was not all roses, people. It just wasn't. Great win. We love we love a win. Um, you know, God loves a terrier. We love a win. But this was this was a little ugly at points. All right, Q two fourteen thirteen. Now there's fifty five seconds left in the half. We get the ball back. We're starting at our own twenty five. This is after the Rams just kicked a. I want to say this is one of their longer field goals. I, f- I forget if this is the fifty four yarder or not, but. Regardless, 54 Rams yards. Kick, yeah. yeah, that was a big one. Okay. Rams kick a long field goal. Um, we get the ball to 25. It's 55 seconds to go. And we're like, all right, hey, you're at 25. So you start doing the, men- the mentals, right? You're like, all right, we get 40, 45 yards in the next 40 some odd seconds. We're spiking the ball. We got a shot at a Jason Myers and, and get to get, get up four and get the ball back. And then I'm not yelling about, about deferring the football. Very first play in this drive. This is where Charles Cross gets, it's not even like worked or, or he just gets beat. And it's yeah. not like he's beat. The guy's not super bendy. The guy doesn't slay him, like just sled him back. He just kind of goes like a hybrid, a little bit bend, a little bit bull rush. Nothing special that I saw after watching a couple times. And Cross gets beat really badly for an ugly sack in a place where you don't want to take a sack kills any bit of momentum but i have a couple of pop quizzes for you on this one brandon do you know who the sack getter was do you know his name yes it uh it's the guy of the brown bears that i think that we were talking about in the post game show that you were i don't know if you were trying to come up with his name i i wasn't quite getting it but uh he's the new biggest superstar of the rams defensive line michael hecht yeah and and, and i found out uh found out it's pr- pronounced hoyt Hoyt. Which I don't, I don't sure. know. H O E C H T makes a Y sound, but go <laughs> on. Uh, however, it, from what I understand, it's Hoyt. So not only, so here's a, here's a couple of fun. So I did a little, little, little research, Brandon. Here's a couple, at least two fun facts on why this is egregious. Number one, he went to Brown. Okay. So as if Wilson Kahn, the Princetonian himself is, is lining up and, and, and getting a sack in, in the NFL. This guy from Brown beats our, Ninth overall pick in a, in a high you know high charge spot here. That's number one. Right. Number two. Do you do you, do you know White's draft position uh, off offhand? No, no. Give, give me that if you got it live. Was he a, was a UDFA? Or was he, like he was UDFA. So was, UDFA. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So he's a UDFA. So good for him. You know, making the NFL. Um, it's his first sack of the year. Second fun fact. Third fun fun fact. He's Canadian. Oh, these aren't fun facts at all. Canadian American. Ivy League be- beats Cross with 55. What's <laughs> And it wasn't just on this play either. It, no, was, it was five not. pressures on the day by I I just I'm going to struggle to pronounce his name every Billy time. Hoyt. Hoyt. Billy Hoyt. <laughs> yeah. He he I mean hey, to his credit, he had the day. Um if we if you want to remember who else he is and was, he's the dude who uh sacked somehow broke physics. 
he sacked Gino and the ball went 20 yards that way, but it was a fumble. It really was a fumble. So he had that play as well. So, hey, maybe the dude's a player and they found somebody, but I'm still pissed at Cross. Maybe getting- because he went to Brown, he could break down the physics of how that play actually happened. <laughs> that. It's got to be something. It's got to be something there. So smart fella. Uh, now he's now he's got two sacks in his NFL career. Second year guy from Brown, the Canadian Michael Billy Hoyt. He could place the big O on cross for that one. Not good enough. That's the out, Brandon. All right. Now we're back to the fun one. The third in big one, big, big, big one here. Q4. 11-14 to go. 17-16 Seahawks. We talked about this game being stupid close in all the preview shows. We're nervous. This might be close. It shouldn't be close. It's probably going to be close. It was freaking close. So 17-16, we're basically right at midfield. And this is a second and one play. Might be my favorite play of the game. Maybe. Maybe some foreshadowing. Uh, we got Gino under center. And now we got Tony Jones, whatever he is, the 17th. Uh, he's, he's in the backfield, you know, five, six yards deep. This is a particular play where once again... Um, are, we mentioned Gabe Jackson earlier in this particular play. Gabe Jackson loses by about a yard and a half. He is pushed directly back, directly back about a yard, maybe, maybe a smidgen over that. And to the point where, uh, is it Tony Jones, right? Tony, that's the first, first name. Okay. Yep. So Tony Jones runs into the back of, of Gabe Jackson, who's getting sledded right back to him. Now he doesn't butt fumble like Mark Sanchez, who, by the way, is a is a pretty good color man. I, I owe him an apology for my my earlier assessment. He's pretty good. Um, Jones bounces it out to the left and then has to like sneak back Blythe, who's essentially trying to tackle him also because he's also in the backfield. And he still guts it out and gets a huge first down, gets like a two-yard gain out of something that probably should have been a TFL for at least a yard, if not two or three yards. So first down on that particular drive versus third and three, third and four, where you have a momentum stopper. I got to love character players like this and Tony Jones coming out of literally nowhere and playing pr- well enough to help us win this ball game with a big one here. He's getting, he's getting a big in for me, Brandon. I like the end to Tony Jones in this moment because yeah, it uh, you're exactly right. If he gets tackled for a loss as he well could have, uh, it would have been third and three at that point. And then you're counting on Charles cross to block Lawrence Taylor part two uh, and Michael Hoyt, and you just never know what's going to happen in those types of situations. So, yeah, uh, for for Jones to get the first down in that moment, it continues the drive. Now they get down to the 11. They aren't able to get into the end zone on this drive, but it does right. help them get up 20 to 16 on a Jason Myers field goal. So, yes, they, they drive down. They have a couple shots at getting into the end zone. I think that actually... You know, going back to Barry, a.k.a. Van T, who came in with a 499 Super Chat, I think it was on this drive where he lists one of his outs and not to turn Tony's into an out, but okay. uh, Barry has a couple outs here saying Uncle Will having a chance to truck Ramsey, but then deciding to go to the air uh, out, not a created rush scheme for the third week in a row and out 13 misdirected. I don't know if the 13 is like a 13 personnel. That's what, um, that's what I'm was, thinking. But I, yeah. I did want to point out, because I had a problem with that too, Will Disley, instead of just lowering his shoulder into Ram. Now, Ramsey was going low, but still, I, I think I would have liked to see. I, I, uh, I, I remember the play crisply. There's just another dude who I feel like could have done something to help Uncle Will, and his name is Austin friggin' Blythe. Mm. Austin Blythe was... 
But now to his credit, Austin Blythe doesn't do the dumb, dumb thing and doesn't go a yard upfield. He waits the line of scrimmage and he waits for the, you know, the, the pass to be completed. So he's not downfield. And then he starts, I'll uh, say trucking um, slowly to his like, you know, West Northwest. He's got one dude to go block and that's Ramsey. Now I understand athleticism. I get it. Ramsey versus Blythe with all that dude, just get in front of them. Like m- make something happen where, where Ramsey has to at least get around you. Doesn't even do that. And Ramsey has the clear shot at uncle will. So. You know, I hear you, uh, but I also, I think you're right that Uncle Will is not into taking shots to the knees right now because he's he's had his challenges with different uh, different injuries. And getting back to our, our man of the inn, Tony Jones, he had uh, a 69.1 grade on the day from PFF. So nice. overall, positive, <laughs> nice grade. <laughs> it's the right, the right kind of number. All right, awesome stuff. So this I put into this, uh, I would call it glorious, but it's an inglorious uh, compilation of, I don't understand, though I'll frame it this way. I, sometimes I think Damian Lewis forgot how to play football. I, and I, and it's like, I, I know football Not just hard. in this game, you mean? There's just times throughout the season or maybe this game in particular? Well, th- this game in particular was... Um, bad this was the game where we're seeing lewis's back we're seeing his jersey and then a couple of a couple of particular times on the on the hoyt strip sack which was this a little weird i'm not sure if you went back and watched it that's not charles cross on the left hand side now okay it's lewis out of position but abe lucas was off the field on that particular i'm not sure series or play but they actually moved cross to right tackle for that play it's kind of interesting so i'm like who the hell is this i'm like that's not that, you know, that's not cross cross. I see cross kind of getting crumpled on the right-hand side. I'm like, well, where's Abe? Abe's not on the field, which was like, hmm, something happened. So they moved Lewis out to the left-hand side. Um, I was trying to figure out what play that happened on because I saw just in the box score, cause I was looking at positional snap counts and I saw that Will Disley had a one in the column for left tackle. So did Will Disley actually line up as the left tackle? That on that might, play that, with actually that might be the same play because I think he is there to start. And maybe that's how maybe he's maybe he's a, a lemon for that particular play. Um and it ends up being Lewis who's trying to uh fend off Hoyt. Yeah. Doesn't at all get there. So Hoyt it wasn't just a him. cross problem on the day. It was actually a Hoyt being was, awesome problem. <laughs> maybe Hoyt's really maybe Hoyt's really freaking good, you know, for those that play uh fantasy football with uh, the IDPs go, go pick up Hoyt. Cause maybe he's uh, the next star. I think this uh, was his was... first game officially as a starter coming off the practice squad. He was, he did play a full game the week previous, but I think he's fully elevated now from the practice squad. And this was his, his first game. Well, I mean, hat tip to the, to the young man. Cause that's a, that's a heck of a he first. Gave NFL two of game. our offensive linemen outs. Uh, <laughs> exactly. He's probably the only person ever, right? So all the Chandler Jones years and everything else have been doing this forever. The Aaron Donald years and all those. And it's, it's of course, Billy Michael Hoyt, uh, who, who gives, who gives us the, the, the trouble. And, but on, a, on another particular play, I think this is the drive that culminates in us going up 20 to 16. We were just talking about this is when we do a, a toss, a toss left, a toss sweep to DJ Dallas and in this particular play, it's uh, the dude Copeland, number 93 on, on the Rams. He just, he completely beats Lewis down the line. I mm-hmm. mean, just beats, beats him to the spot, 
beats him to the line and he just runs DJ to, to the sidelines and makes a tackle like right at the either it's either a TFL or it's a, it's a no gain. It was just like, man, like slowness. Like, and I, I'm just frustrated. I'm frustrated. Remember, I started this whole thing by saying the run game wasn't as bad as, as it seems. Right. Um, and then there were pockets where it was dreadful. So I'm giving D Lou the, the last out there. That'll anything you want to say about D Lou or the offensive line or anything else you want to add before we get to some better stuff. Yeah. I just wanted to run through the grades uh, per PFF oh, yeah. in terms of the run blocking and the pass blocking because pass blocking, I was a little bit surprised to see you had uh, Phil Haynes leading the day with an 84.5 grade in pass blocking. These are all pass blocking grades. Beefy boy, Charles cross. They gave him a 78.7. So despite his, having to handle LT2 and wait on the day. Great still, name, by the way. <laughs> a, uh, a solid day in pass blocking grade-wise. Gabe Jackson, 72.8. Damian Lewis, 72.1. Austin Blythe, 70. So everybody in the green except for Abe Lucas, who had a 60, which is generally uh, you know, kind of average, but he did draw maybe the toughest matchup on the day with you know having an actual guy, Leonard Floyd, uh, lining up yeah. from him, you know, a guy that, and I say actual guy, meaning a guy that we recognize as being a Rams player for uh, uh past couple seasons. And yeah. then yeah. Uh, did you want to say something about the pass blocking before I get to the run grades? Oh yeah. Please say it. Thank you. I want, I, I wanted to ask um, and, you know, ask the audience and others to think about this too. Yes. And how much of that is Gino doing really, really smart things in the pocket? Right. Like he, he threw off a back foot a lot with accuracy. He did the little the little Brady step up thing. Took He's hits getting, with guys like right in his mug. Oh, absolutely. A flag football, like they, they're his jock straps coming off and he's still making a throw. <laughs> like so I I hear all those grades and I and I really have to like at least give some of the sidecar credit to Gino being quite friggin' wily in the pocket in this game and escaping things that lesser quarterbacks would just be you know, running into sacks essentially. So I just want to, I think, I think, I think the linemen, Oh, in this particular case, Oh, Gino is staked in or not the other way around. Yeah. Now bear with me as I try and pick out the run blocking grades, because in, in terms of the positive and negatives, like I see, uh, these are some of the people that have better run blocking grades than guys who are actually blocking as part of the Seahawks offensive line. Wow. Math. Uh, Live math, too. Yeah. Dangerous. Uh, Will careful, Disley, careful, careful. Tyler Lockett. Uh, okay, Gabe Jackson was the highest run-blocking offensive lineman with a 61.1. Uh, also having better run-blocking grades than actual offensive lineman, Ken Walker third, who was in for a total of uh, one run-block snap uh, on the day. Nick Ballore, who blocked a total of once on the day. DJ Dallas, also one run block on the day, uh, grading out uh, higher than our offensive lineman. Marquise Goodwin, Geno Smith. Uh, okay, here we go. Now we're getting into Gino. our offensive lineman. <laughs> Abe Lucas with a 59.7 grade. Oh, and then there's Laquan Treadwell and DK Metcalf with better grade and Noah Fant and Colby Parkinson. Okay, and now here's our offensive lineman in the bottom Sheesh. four for the day. Phil Haynes with a 45.9 Charles Cross with a 42.6, Damian Lewis with a 38.5, and down at the bottom, Austin Blythe, 31.7 run blocking grade. That's dreadful. And I realize they're, 
it's a measurement and all that jazz, right? Um, and there's some sub- subjectivity into how they grade, of course. Sure. But that's like stat. That's just like it does. It doesn't lie that bad. It can't be that wrong, right? Especially when we see what we saw with our own eyes, right? That, you oh, know what? Yeah. To me, that seems about right. <laughs> yeah, that's bad. You you ain't wrong. You ain't wrong. So appreciate you bringing that back in, or like you know wrapping that up in in a, in a way supported by the metrics, because the eye test certainly told the same exact story. Um, frustrating. And it's going to be very, we got lots more to cover here, but it's going to be very interesting to see, uh, do we just go full Geno season? You know, I don't, I'm sure we're going to not, not try to, or can we reestablish the run in some ways to keep some balance? Um, especially when we go play some of these, uh, higher octane, higher octane teams that are coming up a little bit later in the schedule. So it will be interesting. And in the meantime, Gino's doing his thing. All right. So Brandon, not only do we start with an in when we, when we win, I yes. can, by the way, I can remember the rule when it's already been said to me. I'm, I'm okay with that. Um, but we also have the lovely Brandon where you get the extra in, you get to float it my way, rookie of the year style with the broken arm. I'll sit back and then say, float it. Send me that beautiful Brandon. What do you got? All right. Well, I am going to go to the Big play of the game, the one that was the game winner, the throw from Gino to DK in the end zone. But because this is three in, three out. I know where you're going. I love Look it. at the nooks and crannies of this play. And you know where we're going because it was Phil coming in with the assist uh, and recognizing our tight end. Yes, the the wonderful blocking Colby Parkinson on this play as I think he was lined up across from Leonard Floyd on this mm-hmm. particular play. And coming in with just a glorious hold in a way that generally isn't called because he held so well. But uh, it allowed Gino the time to get that pass to DK in the back of the end zone. So I'm giving the brand in to Colby Parkinson for his blocking or holding or mostly blocking on that play on Leonard Floyd. Just whatever it was, effective, right? Effective uh, technique. Um, You know, Parkinson has these kind of contributions when we do the when we do the the 13 personnel he had his one reception for 12 yards mm-hmm. in the big first down he had some other good blocks and in this particular moment he stepped up huge he did something legalish and uh and it was great because it gave Gino that little bit of time to kind of scooch right and that was nice by Gino he's you watch the all 22 of the replay and he's he's just waiting for DK just to kind of get into a little bit of a zone and Gino steps up and on the run fires that thing. I think it was set up that way too, because when you rewatch that play, you see the right side of that line all crash down to to seal off that lane for Gino to whether Correct. or not you had Tyler on the right side that could have been an option to throw to short of the goal line. You had someone else going to the corner, and then you had DK dragging across. And so if that play breaks down enough, then it maybe gives Gino a lane to run yep. um, along with all those other options. Uh, so it would just, and it was all up to, to Colby then to just isolate on Floyd to be able to make sure that Floyd didn't get to him. Yeah. I think that's a great point because I thought the same thing. They certainly do crash that way and just, they, they, they are clearly trying to create space there. And cause in the red zone, we are still, I'd still like us to be a little, a little bit more creative. Uh, and of course we were pretty good in the red zone. We, we were, we had some ups and downs, but we, we were okay. Um, but it, but space gets a lot tighter there. So to be able to open up that much space and 
give a clear throwing lane or the option to run if, if really nobody's open, um, then he, then he could take off. Now, Gino's got some big stones on him. Gino likes to try and fit balls in into the end zone. We saw once the back left hand side that was uh, almost picked the Noah Fant touchdown where he floats it over the top was like he's, he, he trusts himself to make the touchy throw to fit it in windows. Um, the bottom line is it's not always going to come up roses. However, he's got the stones to make throw, and that probably matters more because without it, he does. He, he you know, a, a lesser quarterback eats that ball, doesn't try to fit it into DK where it had to be on his hands and still had to make a great catch. So, I mean, we got through this whole freaking thing. We didn't talk. It's three and three out. You know, we didn't talk Tyler. We didn't really talk DK till just now, but we talked Kobe Parkinson. So, Brandon, I'm gonna say to you, the NVC, the most valuable cranny. Mine are fine. But the brand in is what three and three outs all about. The NBC, the very real trophy, is going to Kobe Parkinson and the brand in. Now we just gotta decide when we put the 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 you know the placard, you know, the little announcement on the physical 3D printed brand uh NBC. Do we asterisk it or let them know it's even more special because it was a brand in NBC? I kind of feel like they should know. Yeah, and we can also put with the assist from Phil the Protector. Uh, yes. Right on the the placard there, just so they know that not only did it come from Phil, it went through me and then through you. So it's like maybe we put like a little hat uh, at the top because it's like the hat trick trifecta of uh, producers here. I like everything you're saying. I was going to like another, another, like a, another hockey type thing with the, with the hat. I was thinking Stanley Cup tears because there's a lot to this. So we put a couple of tears oh, on there, there and then we engrave around the whole story of how make this a really special one for Kobe because, you know, he's not going to get a lot of accolades, but I, I feel like this MVC should really, really, really kind of outshine the other ones that are already at the VMAX. So we'll make sure we, Kobe, we know you're listening. Uh, we, we already have the VMAX uh, address. Watch out for your MVC because it's coming at you. All right, Brandon. So that was a lot of fun. That was a lot of fun, but yet we're going to have some more fun because we got one more section to get to tell the good folks, what are we doing next? Yes, we are getting to our submissions from the flock. And as I mentioned before, this is uh, everyone coming in from the Discord via Twitter. It is time now to mention your contributions. So thanks for everyone who submitted this week. Yes, absolutely. And I'll, I will say for one last plea, uh, I'm going to give... Is it deference? Is that right? Sometimes I, I think of words and it's not the, so in the, in the Seahawkers pod ring of honor, I, I had to make a decision to either play, uh, Darius, uh, the ring of honor face, uh, uh, fantasy, uh, league. We got two divisions with, uh, relegation. It's a lot of fun. Uh, Ross Bell's the commissioner and Bloomy helps, helps him run it. Another reason to get in the flock is you get opportunities to go play fantasy football with us. And the other day I was like, I'm oscillating between, uh, you know, uh, Sky Moore and Darius Slayton. By the way, I chose, I chose stupidly. Uh, Slayton played well. Sky Moore barely did anything. And Bloomy goes, you're vacillating. You're not a fan. <laughs> so, so you're not oscillating. And I wrote back, I am physically oscillating. You don't tell me. So, but, um, but I would love for folks to use the discord more and more and more and more. So join up, become a member because, uh, yeah, it's the easiest way to, to channel it all. Plus it's part of, it's part of our game day experience, which is really awesome. Do you want to take, uh, Barry's before we get into the sheet? Absolutely. Hey, we're, you know, you can, you can put your submissions in the discord or you can be like Barry, show up live, drop a 199 super chat and we'll read it right off the get go. And he's not giving the end to any members of the Seahawks team. No, 
He's giving the end to the Denver defense for giving up a game losing drive to the Ravens. I love it. And at this point, we are, if if the season ended today type thing, we are the third overall pick because of strength of schedule at this point. That's lovely. Hey, we got more Super Chats. Might as well take them. Brandon, do your thing with Jeremy there, please. Jeremy Green coming in with a $4.99 Super Chat in. Tyler staying on his feet and fighting through contact for a touchdown. Also had a nice third down pickup, too. That wasn't part mm-hmm. of Jeremy's uh, in there. It's just an editorial comment on my part because it was also awesome. And an out to the front office for letting Bobby go to the stupid Rams. That hurts. Uh, he played well. <laughs> Bobby Bobby did play well. As much as I want to point out everything, uh, Bobby played well. And Amy Holmes saying to Jeremy, 100, meaning, you know, you nailed it, Jeremy. So good work there. Uh, all, all true. All right. So now we are heading into the sheet itself, starting in the Discord, like I said. Car Car, she's always doing a great job. We talked about Lockett. She says, in Lockett is always consistent in being badass. Yeah, Lockett, we talked about a little bit with Mr. Phil on Twitter the other day about Lockett for me is kind of creeping into my my Mount Rushmore of Seahawks. I, I just have a lot of admiration for that guy. I own one current Seahawks jersey. Oh, that's not true. I have three, but one of them is, is Tyler Lockett. <laughs> he, he is my one current jersey as well. So yeah, nice. Tyler uh, clearly... And and we might have to fight off Car Car uh, to to figure out who the number one fan is among the three of us. But maybe we won't fight. We just recognize that uh, it is Car Car. Yeah, it's like big love. It's a shared thing. Lloydzilla via the Discord and into second quarter long throw to DK into Will Disley for the block. Managed to move his feet and turn his hips to block the rush and give Gino enough time for the big gain. Yeah, we had some nice tight end pass blocking snaps in this game. It was great. It was just lovely to see it, see it back into the fold. So, and the great, great call out by Hugh there, Lloydzilla. All right. We got Frost who just, if you know who Frost is, then, then you know who Frost is and we know who Frost is. So we appreciate it in. He talks about it. The return of the three TE package, not LT2, not Hoyt, but the three TE 13 personnel saw a bunch of it. And lo and behold, Brandon, the thing that was effective that we just stopped doing when we re put it back in, it was effective again. Like, uh, wow, who would have thought? Do you suppose that it's one of those things that they're, I don't know, now that we're getting toward the postseason, you think they're just trying some different things to not show all of the the three tight end sets as you go in the postseason, knowing that if they're going to win games, that that's how they're going to win games? I Yes. And, and that's the only I, thing I can think of. Why, why not just do the thing that works all the time? Yes, I think, but I do think they're constantly trying to put new stuff on film to make you think about it and, and try and scheme against it. Cause like this week we had some 13 personnel that had like the, we took, we was like the half pistol. Mm-hmm. So not the full pistol formation. You had the halfback, if you will, right? The running back and you had one tight end flanked. And then on the, the other side of where that tight end was flanked, you had the other two tight ends. So you still have 13 personnel, but not in the pistol, not the full pistol. I'm not sure if that's called a half pistol, but that's what I'll call it. So I think they're just, yes, to your question. They're trying to keep continuously evolve it. However, the things that worked, uh, we brought them back and they continue to work and, and, and really are core to the offense humming. So don't be stupid. Keep doing with what works. Chris Boucher, a.k.a. Bobby Boucher in the Discord. 
in finally a blown up screen. Thank you, Quentin Jefferson, for showing us that it is possible to defend a screen pass. Lovely, lovely cranny there. Um, I didn't have much other good things personally to say about Quentin Jefferson's game. However, that was a darn good play. And that's what this is about. So good job. Good job there for sure. All right. We are going to go down to Josh DeHuman. He put into the Discord a Richard Sherman tweet, which was about Tariq Woolen that said, Tariq Woolen has to be the front runner for defensive rookie of the year, rarely targeted these days and still getting books. And by the way, books, I believe he means interceptions. So nice job by Josh DeHuman, because if you could tweet Richard Sherman, then you should do those things. So great job, Josh. Plactimus Prime with the out, my cause, my cleats, my ankles. <laughs> uh, Plactimus some cool, some cool paint jobs. And then I always love a good snarky, snarky, uh, Keith Ketover. Uh, it's, it's one of my faves. So good stuff. All right. We have designed Pete's beach house, who is Amy, who's with us live. So thank you, Amy. She's, she says out running back depth. Yeah. We, we, we set some, some challenges. She said in drafting running backs. Um, yeah, good, good thing. We, Good thing we did. There was also a little bit of a rumor out there, Brandon, that if we make the playoffs, that Penny might be a bit available yeah. for a playoff run. That was interesting. That was very interesting. And yeah, the, the other interesting thing was with Ken Walker having a jammed ankle. Is like yeah. that, a, that an official uh, <laughs> diagnosis medically? Uh, my my buddies from Long Island, uh, a, a text thread I'm on that's actually a Mets thread, but they're one guy's a huge Bills fan. Johnny Parmesan's on there. He's a Packers fan. Um, and uh, and my buddy Lou sends like a tweet that's like you know jammed ankle. He's like, what the hell's a jammed ankle? I was like, I was like, Lou, never ever ever believe a word of of anything that comes out of Pete Carroll's mouth when he's standing at a podium like it, it doesn't especially matter. with I mean, regard to injuries oh yeah. especially with her you know he's, he's got a knee it, it's it, it, if he says legit we all know you know the dude's pretty much done for his career but he's got a knee it's a jammed ankle what the heck's a jam we'll find out we'll find out what it is hopefully hopefully nothing too serious unsure if anything has come out probably not till tomorrow yeah I don't think in uh, when we see the first official injury report, it will say ankle jammed, uh, <laughs> right? In the, in the parentheses, probably not. That'd be, be, be kind of cool if it, if it did, you know, that'd be, maybe that'd be, I'll, I'll eat my words. Literally. I'll print this thing. And I'll eat them. Bloxamus Prime back in giving the out to DK, losing the mental battle and contacting Ramsey long after the play. Hey, Keith, I mean, Maybe DK's playing chess here because he ended up getting Ramsey's number at the end. And it, yeah, yes, uh, he did. And it wasn't, you know, it wasn't like Ramsey was fully burnt. Ramsey was right there. Gino makes a great, makes a great throw. However, that was a great, I just enjoyed that battle. And we talked about it on the reaction show. I love seeing DK trying to wave him over when he was in motion. And Ramsey's like, dude, I can't, <laughs> I can't, I can't come travel with you. Uh, although I would like to. So, all right, we have, Okay. I think Jeremy's got it right. Jammed ankle could mean anything from a minor sprain to a torn Achilles. <laughs> and not to laugh at a torn Achilles, right? But anyway, we have oh it's it, you know it's somewhere in that range though. It, it's narrowed down at Jeremy right, knows it's how to read. Yeah, it's it's a it's a spectrum. Uh speaking of speaking of a spectrum with, with this particular uh Discord name, Ovary Smasher 69 says out. Bobby Wagner's day as a whole. So someone was just pissed off and they happen to be an ovary smasher. Amy coming back in with the in to DJ Dallas, sucking it up and playing hurt. 
Yeah. I mean, that was, that's a good, that's a good call out. Just gutting it out and uh, getting back on the field. Hey, because um, hearing from Pete in his um, on his Seattle sports hit, it, it sounded like we were very close to seeing Nick Ballore play significant snaps at running back. So speaking of Flocktimus Prime, he had tweeted like something along the lines of like, let let Ballore run the ball, you cowards. And and uh, Nick Ballore himself gave him a like or, you know, hard, hard, his uh, right. hardest tweet. So get, get that hashtag he, trending and yes. uh, and Nick Ballore. We'll show you some love. Nick Ballor. Maybe Nick Ballor should have Flocktimus on between two Ballors. That Ooh, would be fun. Hey, there I, we go. I think I think Flocktimus would, would succeed on that show because he succeeds in what he does. All right. It's Derek Williamson out on Twitter at Derek W zero. He says three and three out. Got to hand it to J my 31. That's DJ Dallas uh, and his boots in. I guess he had some cool boots. Uh, I didn't see. Oh, no. Sorry. J, J my is uh, Jason Myers. Uh, sorry, there we go. Third, the 31 threw me off, but that's, that's our kicker. Uh, great, great call. Um, he has been money. I will stop there to not jinx anything else, but he's been good, man. We got Papa Carlito at soul rock out on Twitter. Out, Papa Carlito. <laughs> out to the SoFi stadium turf. Wabi Bagner is still very good. Not enough. Glucosamine <laughs> and chondroitin for her running backs and the in top three draft pick. Scoring in the last two minutes, MVP no game winning drive in your face, Ramsey. And yes, thank you, Papa Carlito. Yes, Doctor Doctor Carlito, medicine woman with all the good uh, the good things you could shoot up into your into your joints to to not feel any pain. Little Doctor feel good for our running backs. We're probably going to need it down the stretch. All right, we are. <laughs> I'm going to skip over Smasher, but thank you. You're, you're there. Boye's Bob's biceps in. He says in Tariq. M effing woolen is effing flawless. Uh, yeah, man, just uh, it's it wasn't just the interception, Brandon. Oh, no, no, he well, and even after the game and the press conference, he talked about how he was baiting the quarterback, I think, on the interception specifically. Now, Pete Carroll made it sound like Tariq was out of position and trying to recover. And I just wonder on how many of those plays was Tariq maybe. You know, trying to bait the quarterback into throwing that direction and and having because it worked, obviously, on the one interception and it almost worked on a couple of his other pass breakups, too. I mean, if Tariq's already playing at this kind of level to where he is baiting backup quarterbacks into some terrible throws, um, I mean, you can see why starting quarterbacks like Derek Carr just steer clear of, of that side of the field. I think the math is pretty simple there. When you run a four two six, you are a masturbator. Oh, what now? Oh no, go on. Let's go. Go to Frost. Okay. <laughs> In when we needed our stars to make plays, they came through. Final drive. Geno six and nine with a huge touchdown. Lockett huge catch on third and ten. DK two catches. Touchdown. Huge drive when we had to have it. In to Barton sealing the game with an interception. In to Taylor with a fourth quarter final drive sack and an in to Tony Jones expected to hang out by the Gatorade table all day. Instead, gets into the game and has a few good plays. A lot to expect from a dude who wasn't supposed to play a snap and had a good effort. And just to pile on top of the Tony Jones love, it was on that hit where he where he drew the personal oh, foul. Yeah, he lost a contact lens. And he went into the injury tent and, and to try and I, I don't know if he was if, if he realized that it was lost 
but he ended up taking out his other contact lens. He needs those to drive, so I guess technically he's considered legally blind without his contact lenses. And went out and played the the rest of the game uh, with vision impaired. It explains that that uh, drop a little later, that's for sure. Not just the one where he gets his head knocked off. Um, and with that, he also caught the ball pretty well in the backfield. That, that's why the dude got it in. He came in and played pretty freaking well. So I, I love that kind of storyline. We need we needed that dude. And right now we need Jason Turner in this in the Seahawkers ring of honor out on Facebook. He says Ilan uh, Ilan Woolen D P O Y and or D R O Y D K eight for eight as he dominated Ramsey Lockett D J Myers and Jedi Master Nuosu, which I love that. Calling them all out for the in. Uh, yeah, that's something we talked about a little bit on the, on the uh, instant reaction last night. DK eight for eight. That is a, a clean sheet, a flawless, flawless performance there. And these were not dink and dunks. These were not, it's, I mean, these were, this was tough, tough stuff, man. Lovely. I, I kind of like that master Nuosu. That sounds like a yeah. really solid Jedi name. Jedi master Nuosu. Very lovely. I, I think we might have to steal that. Jason. I like it. All right. Guarantee there was a lot of stuff to dislike about this game. We should have won no problem with how many people they had playing as backups. The one thing I will say is I'm proud of Gino for commanding a drive to win the game. I'm glad it happened. And then I had to eat crow this game. The stat that he had not done it uh, since he played for the Jets speaks for itself. The one piece, and, and I love the fact you know, Guarantee is always out there. Uh, Garen's a great guy, great dude. He's always out there in the Discord. Um, the one thing I will disagree with is the sense that he he hadn't done it. Like the week before, he had a game-winning drive. We just couldn't hold the team from scoring after it. It's not, you know, he couldn't also go play Iron Man football and go stop the, the Raiders from mar- marching down then stop them in overtime, right? So it's he had a late fourth quarter go ahead score but now we won the game with only like 30 something seconds to go on the clock and i i get the point so and i was really you know if we're nitpicking how we phrase certain stats he had a game-winning drive in the giants game because they were tied at 13 uh with the giants in the fourth quarter they drove down got the go-ahead touchdown and they never looked back so that actually goes into the stat book as a game-winning drive against the giants but uh, fourth quarter comeback. That's the stat that we were looking for. And that's the stat that he got here uh, against uh, the Rams. This was the big one, right? This was on the road. I get it. This is the monkey off the it's back. It's only his this- fourth one of his career. So <laughs> even going back to the Jets, it's, he doesn't have a lot. Doesn't have a lot. All, all, all good. The, the Duke rake, rack in now 10 million per each one of those and, and go get a $40 million dollar paycheck because it's coming. All right. We got Kev in Great Glen. Look at that. After like seven weeks, I got one right in back to starting with a brand in nicely in a game winning drive by MVP. No, it's fine that he called it MVP. No, not MV, MVG. No, that's fine. And in Russ still working on our number one draft pick. And then he says out making it too damn close. The thing is though, Kev, I, I knew, I knew this game would be close and it was not a shock. I was just so happy that, that the final result was what it was. Cause it really, really would have been a much, t- much rougher Monday if we didn't pull it out, but we did, we did. And you said that going in that you would be happy with any kind of win. W. And, yep. and that's what you got. Marlon with the out. We haven't got to Marlon yet today and no. saying that Fant on that first sack ran right past the defensive end and not chip blocking him or anything to help cross. 
in fans' defense, he didn't know that was LT2 lining up from cross the entire day. <laughs> when you keep saying LT2, of course, I'm thinking of Lawrence Taylor, but I'm also thinking of what, Terminator 2. What, no, of course. But what's the, um, that, yes, that too. But I'm thinking of that he needs his own Kostakos brother uh, poster. Oh, right. He needs an LT2 poster where he's a half cyborg or he's a cyborg and the glowing eye. Maybe it's a brown eye. That probably sounds weird because he's from brown people. Uh, and the whole thing is Canadian. So there's like a red maple leaf behind him. We could do a lot with that poster. I feel like we would sell maybe dozens. Maybe. We need to get, we need to get John on the line and sell Rams posters. <laughs> All right, let's scrap that idea. All right, we're we're in we're still in the Discord. This is Phil the Protector. Three feeling good in the Discord. In of all ends, this is the Parkinson block. So actually, it, Phil, this is the MVC. We already covered it. That's the in. You won. You win the week, Phil. Scott Harrigan says in. Goodwin doing his victory backflip. That's fun. The victory formation backflip is that number three on the year. I want to say that that we had a chance to do it's that. At least it's at two. least three. It's at, at least, least two that I know that that we've seen. I think it was the the, the Denver game to start it. Obviously, yesterday, and I think okay. there was one midseason where we had victory formation and Good, Goodwin did his thing. All right, I'm gonna I, I'm hitting the Enter Sandman button there, a little do 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 do. But Brandon, I want you to take you you got the MVC. You close this thing out the right way with Hawk Van Dyke. Let's go through his. All right, starting out with an in winning in regulation. You haven't won an overtime game since 2019. Why chance it? In Master Nuosu was fabulous. I editorial added in the master uh, because I love it. Uh, Nuosu was fabulous. <laughs> He's been every bit the important newcomer as our rooks. Out. Getting the kitties after their buy. Last time that happened was a loss to a refreshed bunch of pussycats in 2015. Going back with the in. Seven and five is somehow better than 7-5-1. and one. Back into playoff position. Yes, that's a lovely, lovely way to close it out there by Bloomy Hawk Van Dyke. And it was a fun week. It was winning is fun. And, and it's also, uh, let's just juxtapose this versus some of the ugly wins that we've had in the last, let's say, two years or so, where we win a game 17-16 or 14-12 and it's a disgusting last, you know, and yes, we get, you know, Russ gets a chip and he has a drive and yada, 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 but it's gross. It, it's, we, we didn't do anything at all on offense. We can't hang when, when a team actually could put up points against us. Um, we know this team has flaws and I could just accept them all and be like, yeah. And when the kickoff starts and we stop deferring, we could hang offensively with any team in the league. We're not, you know, Hey, we might not be going the, all the way, but we could hang with any friggin' football team because our offense is that good. And Gino's playing that level of football. So let's just, Let's just go. Why stop now? I'm Bring on flying. those Carolina Panthers coming off Let's their bye go. week. Let's go with the the the, the pussycats themselves, and they, they they're okay. They got a little bye week. Let let freaking Sam Darnold come in and try to win. And let's this to me, Brandon. It's another must win. It's a home game versus a team that's not that good. They're playing better, but they're not that good. It's an absolute must win. Gotta get to eight and five, and I will be out there. So uh, obviously, Brandon, you're going too. We, Adam will be out there. And for anybody who wants to join us, we'll, uh, we'll be putting into the discord and the Facebook ring of honor where we'll be hanging out, uh, 
post game and maybe we can meet up pregame the whole thing would love to have a beer meet meet some more folks met a whole great troop last time hope to see some of those faces and i hope to meet even more of y'all this time because special seasons equal special road trips and, and we're, we're in one right now i think with that there's only one thing left to say go hawks go hawks For the ones who get it done, the most important part is the one you need now. And the best partner is the one who can deliver. That's why millions of maintenance and repair pros trust Granger, Because we have professional-grade supplies for every industry, even hard-to-find products. And we have same-day pickup and next-day delivery on most orders. But most importantly, we have an unwavering commitment to help keep you up and running. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.